The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay, well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix too. 52. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns related. I'm your co-host for today, David McGraw, alongside the ever-so-dabbing Mitch Crumpetich. Hey, Sands fan. We are in here. We are getting close to the start of training camp and our fun festivities. And by close, I mean we're closer than we were a week ago. And... (laughs) We're going to keep going with our position breakdown today, and we'll be talking about our beautiful Devin Booker and other Suns players. That's right, but we have some beef to talk about before that. Ooh, beef. We do. So, I'm sure you've all seen it. If you're listening to the podcast, you've seen this. Devin Booker was playing a pickup game with Joe Kim Noah for some reason, and got double teamed. Booker wasn't happy about this, and he said, Come on, man. I get double-teamed all season long. I'm trying to work on my game. Some people were on Booker's side and said, Yeah, come on. Like, It's just pickup. And other guys were like, No, that's not cool. You need to be able to fight through a double-team, and you're soft and all this. I don't know. Where do you stand on this? So, this wasn't just... Any random pickup game, this is one of those runs that a lot of pro players and college players get invited right. to. Well, Ben Simmons was there too, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this was exactly the one that Ben Simmons was on, but yeah. Ben Simmons and Booker have been doing these runs for sure. And Right, yeah. Booker's it's not been- like he just went to like the Sun Devil Fitness Center, scanned his honorary ID, checked out a basketball, and walked up the stairs or anything. Like, this, yeah, this yeah, was exactly. legit. Yeah, I mean, there was just one a couple weeks ago where he was running with Bradley Beal and uh, someone else, too. I, these runs are happening a lot during the off-seasons. And I kind of see both sides. On one hand, some of these guys are not pros and are just kind of Division One college players or up-and-coming players. And they want to kind of stick it to it. And get these pro guys and like score on them and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, this is also, these are kind of just highlight fun practice runs. And I don't think anyone ever, I I don't think that there's ever a time where there's crazy defense being played on these things. There's not, at least whenever you see them, you don't see uh, videos of, a lot of double teams and that stuff. This is very kind of ISO one-on-one scoring and stuff. So on one hand, like you should probably be prepared for anything, but on the, at the same time, I don't like that. It's not a normal occurrence to just double team someone 
and there's talk that he worked on double teams, uh, or he works on double teams all the time, that Booker's already in, like, the top, like, 80 percentile or something like that for, uh, like, scoring or passing out of double teams, and he does work on it, obviously. Yeah, I saw a stat. He got double teamed more last season than anyone else in the league. He was the most double teamed, which makes sense because it was him and four other guys that could probably be working at a mall kiosk on the court. Hey, now, he played a lot with Mikel and Aiton, so... Yeah, true. Um, yeah, but, I mean, there are some, 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 a lot of stats that say that Booker does, that Booker does work on getting double teamed, and he does know what to do. Oh, he clearly knows what to do. He, he clearly knows what to do, and he clearly practices it, so... I don't blame him for getting annoyed in these pickup games where you don't see guys and guys that are better than Booker get double teamed and those kind of things. Yeah. Plus, it's got to be kind of annoying when you're almost posted up at the three-point line and a double team comes up. Like, Right. That's kind of annoying. It but. is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm completely on Booker's side on this. One, because Devin Booker's my boy. He's my favorite player. And... I'm on his side. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, a, that's I got a good his enough. back. I got his back. But <laughs> on top of that, I don't think it's cool to double team and pick up. Like, I get what he's saying. Work on your game. It gives the defender an opportunity to work too. It's it's competitive, but it's not as competitive as like the regular NBA or the college season. Like. Work on your defense, then. That's on you if you can't defend him. And yeah, he's a really, really amazing offensive player, but that just gives you an opportunity. I know, like, okay, this is on a much, much, much smaller scale, but I always say when I play pickup, I love playing against guys who are a lot better than me because that gives me a much better opportunity to improve. When I'm the best player on the court, I don't get to work as much on my game, you know? So... I think that it's an opportunity for, for these guys to practice defending someone as good as Devin Booker. Because if they get to the league, or if they're already in the league, like they need that practice. Yeah, you know, when I'm uh, running five-on-fives five and hitting up the Y and <laughs> doing some hezzy ISO pull-ups and stuff, uh, you know, it's just not as fun when the double team shows. Or, <laughs> you know that sometimes a third guy will show a little bit too, and it's just a mess. Uh, all joking aside, I absolutely see kind of both sides. There are people that feel like these guys should be going a hundred percent all the time and should be expecting an NBA game type scenario all the time. And so, if you're in the NBA, you should just you should be prepared for anything and these kind of things, but also at the same time, this isn't an organized, this isn't even Drew League or anything. This is just right. like uh, like practice runs and all that kind of stuff. So I, I get both sides. I do get the people that are against Booker on this. I think that it's been overblown like crazy and it's not that big of a deal. And... I don't understand why. I, I, you know, I understand why Joakim Noah was being 
ridiculous out there too because he's joking noah so right well and this is what happens in the off season these kind of stories blow up in the off season and then you see someone like willie collie stein hit one three from the top of the key and tweet something like i can shoot or whatever and it's like yeah right nba yeah, or, or hassan whiteside posting yeah. videos of him shooting from behind the three-point line and saying that they don't let him shoot threes right well it's we're gonna something. see this year they will unleash his, unleash his true potential now that he's not in Miami anymore. <laughs> well, we know Portland loves big guys to shoot threes, so. Yeah. Shout out to my boy, former Zag, Zach Collins. Shout out to M3Y3 years L3 entered. Oh my gosh. It took me a second to figure out what you were doing. He's not even on the team anymore. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not at all. He's yeah, he's on Miami now. So him and uh him and your boy Kelly are gonna be yeah. reigning. Another former league. Zag. Wow, a lot of Zags in the NBA. Shout out Rui Hachimura, shout out Brandon Clark, Josh Perkins, he's on the Hornets roster, might just be training camp, but shout out. Uh, actually, today was or today or yesterday, so Friday or Saturday was Gonzaga orientation for the class of 2023, which I can't believe that's the class now. But always brings back good memories. Orientation, not so much, but Gonzaga in general. <laughs> oh yeah, really good. But I yeah, want to say the fact to, that 2023 <laughs> is a class year that's being used. Yeah, in, I know. And things in general is. That's Insane. 2023 is a year used in movies where robots take over humanity. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Not I, a I graduation 20, year. <laughs> 20, uh, that's how I felt about 2017. It was like, oh, this movie, there's mo- there are movies that take place in like 2015 and it was, ooh, so far away. And it's, right. uh, it's, it's, it's very cool. I did see a self-driving car the other day, I think. Maybe. Ooh. It's scary, but the the lady driving it did put her hands on the wheel, so that made me feel a little bit better. But there was a point, so <laughs> it, the future is now, people. Anyway, Devin Booker took this whole thing in stride, which is what I really like. And he had a great tweet of something along the lines of hitting the gym today, going to practice passing out of double teams for four hours or something like that. And I'm like, that's yeah. really funny. I love that he took that in stride. Yeah. Uh... You know, Book's got Book's Book's good about that. He's got he's not going to take everything too ridiculously seriously. Right. the The only thing he takes seriously is uh, that he can beat Michael Jordan and pick up. So, <laughs> shout out to our worst iTunes review ever. <laughs> our best iTunes review. Our ever. best iTunes. But also. Just to mention that, I know it was mentioned at the start of the show, but seriously, if you leave an iTunes review, I will read it. I have read some ridiculous stuff on this show. So, five stars and a comment on iTunes on that review page. I remember one time, this was back in the day, I did a tutorial on how to leave a review. <laughs> we did we some, needed to we fill did up some, some interesting stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, to get back on track... We've just been all over the place tonight, but that's okay. When are we? When are we not all over the place? Let's just be <laughs> that's real. That's true. Here. That's true. We're gonna be breaking down the shooting guard position, the two spot, as they say. And we've already been talking about Devin Booker a lot, so let's just continue with that. I'm gonna read off some of his stats from last season, so that we can, you know, see see how he's progressed and talk a little bit about what we expect from him. 
So last season, Booker played 64 games as opposed to 54 the season before. He's 22 years old. He averaged 26.6 points a game. He also had 6.8 assists per game, 4.1 rebounds a game. Wow. Not too shabby. The only downside was his three-point percentage was the lowest of his career at 32.6%. And he shot really well from the free throw line. He always has over his career, but 86.6%. And then his total field goal percentage was 52.1%. So, oh, sorry, sorry. That's wrong. That is wrong. I make mistakes sometimes. Total field goal percentage was 46.7%. That's good. So, Booker had a yeah. great season. A lot of scoring. Those assist numbers are great. You know, we had a lot of point book last year. I expect that to go down now that we have Ricky Rubio, but that's a good thing. We don't need him to be facilitating quite as much. So, I don't know. What expectations do you have or anything on last season? Oh, I think that 26-6 and six, uh, twenty-six and six is a great stat line and it's really cool to see and i want to see some expanding on that of course i am very happy that we don't necessarily have to have the six assists but even with rubio i think it'd be nice to still run some of that and you know it's it's absolutely possible to have two huge assist number guys on the same team uh we will. We saw that with Harden and Chris Paul, and obviously Harden and Chris Paul is something completely different. And uh, I'm assuming that Harden and Westbrook are going to have high assist numbers, even though they're still teammates too. Um, but obviously Booker and Ricky Rubio are on a slightly different tier, even though Chris Paul is old. Um, I... I I do think we'll still see some point book. I think that it is probable if Tyler Johnson or even Ty Jerome are in that we'll see a little bit more point book. But it is nice to see some of that burden getting lifted out, lifted off of him and the fact that he will be able to... Uh, we'll, we'll have someone else that can bring the ball up. We had Tyler Johnson for a little bit, but then it seemed like he was just hurt way too often. Right, yeah. Tyler Johnson last year for the Suns, do you know how many games he played? Just guess how many games he played with us. Nine. Oh, really close. Thirteen. Ah, uh, thirteen yeah. was going to be my next guess. I'm sure it was. So, so yeah, obviously. Yeah, we were, he barely played. So it'll be nice to have him on the team, beginning of the season, full-time, healthy, everything. That'll be good. But, yeah, Booker had a great season. I still expect to see, I would say, quite a bit of point book. But it will be nice that it will not be a requirement, you know, because we don't have guys like Paisaia Kanan starting this year. So, it's very nice. We also know, though, he is very capable of running the point. Whether that's the best position for him is a different story. Whether he likes it is a different story. But we know he can do it pretty well. And I think that's a good thing. I also wouldn't be surprised if there are still plenty of times where he's ISOing and gets assists just from, you know, either passing out or anything like that. And that isn't even necessarily point book. That's just 
him him just being book and yeah ISOing just and, his mentality yeah. yeah well and we can kind of see that in the free throw numbers he averaged seven attempts 7.1 free throw attempts per game last year he was getting to the line a lot especially toward the end of the season or the end of his season i guess you know yeah. he was he was getting to the line quite a bit yeah and he's gotten a lot uh a lot better but really good at that and being able to get to the line and get make contact and then sell that contact so right uh, well and he he's also just such a good finisher that you know even mm-hmm. when he is just selling the contact like guys have to foul him hard in order to make him miss yeah that's that's the thing it's it's nice because he can hit some of those uh the were patented tj warren shots of kind of <laughs> off balance and just good finishing and so he, he can do that so yeah it's it takes a lot more and so he has to kind of get fouled because he is very good around the rim and probably like our se- our second or best around the rim player depending on what you want to think so yeah yeah either him or Aiden. Yeah. yeah so you know we've got a lot of good things going with booker and you know we can gush about him all day but that's every other podcast, yes, and we're going to we try and differentiate it a little bit. <laughs> we should probably talk about Tyler Johnson just a little bit, go over his numbers a bit. So 13 games, like I said, very, very small sample size. And even he played 57 games total last year, so between Miami and Phoenix. Uh, in, in that time, he averaged, so the whole last season, 10.9 points per game along with 2.9 assists, and he, let's see, how many rebounds? 2.4 rebounds a game. Oh, no, sorry, 3.0 total rebounds. 2.4 defensive, three, just three rebounds a game. So, you know, it's uh, it's kind of nice to have a guy like that getting three boards a game, smaller guy. <laughs> um, not like a huge scorer, but reliable with the ball he was playing the point mostly uh for the past couple seasons and he still could be kind of our backup point guard but it sounds like we're gonna be um seeing him at the shooting guard position quite a bit which is a little bit better he's kind of a combo guard but when he had his his good year his good couple of years in miami the reason why he got that giant contract from the net uh it was mostly because he was playing off ball and kind of being able to be that comboy guy so it being able to use him in that way and not just as a point guard while it was a godsend to have that after what we have had and just the fact that he could bring the ball up the court and not fumble it or anything he could just reliably do it with a guy on him that was amazing yeah Uh, it'll be nice that he doesn't have to play that role and he can do a little bit of both yeah it will be nice and the other thing is he's 26 years old i usually think of him as a little bit older for some reason but still young um you know he had some some contract options we weren't sure if he would come back with the team but um, 
you know, he decided that he wanted to be here, which is nice. It's always nice to have guys who, who kind of have maybe some some sort of option or ability to, to leave the team and then they choose to stay here, uh, kind of along the lines of Kelly Oubre. So that's nice as well. Yeah, and so maybe this could be like last year and or the last year of him and he could end up getting moved at some point because he isn't expiring but uh even not it's not a bad player to have and a good depth player and you know we're not having to start him he's not having to be that starting guy he's not having to have a huge like like load on his shoulder or anything that's right it's good to have yeah definitely i like tyler johnson he's he seems like a good guy. Uh, I don't really know what else. <laughs> There's not a ton to say about him. Yeah, uh, not super remarkable. Ten points. If he can have ten and three or whatever, ten three and three, ten two and two, something like that. Yeah, that'd be great. It's just so nice to have a backup in Tyler Johnson rather than someone you've never heard of or someone on a ten day contract or something. I just feel like we're in a much better position this year than we were last year. And I feel like we've kind of been saying that on every one of these position preview episodes lately. Yeah, and it, and, uh, it can be questioning for us in general because uh, long-time listeners will, will know that maybe we say that every year, but... <laughs> we tend to be a bit more optimistic at this time of the season. <laughs> That's definitely true. But we haven't had to go I, I through know. the 82 game slog to where it crushes all <laughs> of our hopes and dreams yet. Right. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> I don't know. I like just to go back to like the power forward topic. I remember how excited we were for Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender, two rookies who had like barely played basketball. And when you compare that to where we are now, I think that's just what I'm doing. Yeah. So we have an NBA team here. Yeah, we'll see, but uh, mostly, yeah, for sure. We do. Yeah. And then the third guy we're going to talk about is Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson has gotten a lot of talk on the last few episodes because we talked about how he could play some four. We talked about how he's a three. He is. That's where he's going to play most of the time. And then we talked about him playing the two a little bit. So when do you think we could see that happen? I have a feeling that we're going to try and get him and Ty Jerome minutes early it seems like we are we view them as good shooters and guys that can help right away it doesn't seem like he they're viewed as as much as projects like Akobo was or you know like we didn't really want to run him but we were forced to so it makes it seem like I, I just feel like we're ready to run both of them a little earlier and just start giving them some minutes, even if it's not a whole lot. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if even game one, if he's out there for five minutes or so, or a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. wherever we can fit him in, wherever we can fit time in. And that's why I think that we'll see him a bit at the two as well, even though he's maybe not quick enough for it, but... I think that I think that we'll see 
him, him and Tyjerome play minutes wherever they can, even if that is a little out of position. Yeah, and I know I've said this on every episode where we talk about Cam Johnson so far, but he, based on a few different things, including his injury history, he might not be playing a lot, but he's a nice guy to be able to bring off the bench in case of someone getting hurt or someone just needing a little bit extra time on the bench. Maybe they tweak an ankle or something and they just got to ice it for a minute or two longer. Have Cam Johnson go out there, put up a couple threes. Maybe he hits him and gets hot one night. That would be great. But we're not going to be relying on him much for really anything. And that's a good thing for a rookie. Yeah. None of our rookies this year are expected to, you know, get 16 and 10 and be a force right out of the gate. Right. Yep. So we could see him play a little bit of the two. Not really his natural position, but it's always good to have shooters. And just to go back to the point that you have heard me say, if you've ever listened to this show, you've probably heard me say this. Positionless basketball. (laughs) There are going to be times where we have Booker, Aiton, shooter, shooter, shooter on the court. Don't worry about what position you call them. That's going to happen sometimes. And Cam Johnson is a shooter, so we could see that. Absolutely. I'm excited for that, too. Also, speaking of shooting, I want to go to one thing quickly before the non-sports section. Aaron Baines was putting up some threes. I know it's (laughs) one of those off-season videos, but in this FIBA competition, I saw a video on Twitter of Aaron Baines shooting some threes, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, uh, he's going to be one of those three shooters when Booker and Aiden are in. Yeah, it'll be Booker, Aiden, Baines, Dario Saric, and Cam Johnson. Yeah. I, I the dream lineup. <laughs> the dream the dream team. We should just start that lineup. Yeah, eighty two and O right there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um the ability to now actually have Booker, Aiden, shooter, shooter, shooter is great. The fact that we were running Booker, Aiden, and then we're able to get, you know, Ubre in there and Ubre is not the best shooter. You know, and even, like, just that, and it was like, oh, we've got space, and that wasn't even really that much space. No, it seems like we can actually have space, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. I feel like we haven't had space since 2010, so (laughs) that's going to be nice. (laughs) There was space in 2014. Yeah, I guess there was. Oh my gosh, 2014 was five years ago. I know it was. I actually was just, I saw a tweet. Of someone today saying, like, I can't believe that team almost made the playoffs and that <laughs> yeah. that team won. What did they win? 48 games? Yep. Like, wow. And I was looking just at the pictures that, that whoever it was posted from that team, and I'm like, who is on that team? Remind me. Bledsoe, Drogic, the Morris brothers. Channing Fry. Channing Fry, Alex Lenz rookie year. So we had, uh, we had Luis Scola dog. was still on the team. Plum Dog Millionaire. Was Luis Scola still on like, the team, or did he get end up getting yeah. cut? No, Scola was on the team, I believe. Oh. Yeah. I know. Uh, Gerald I Green, we had that Luis great Scola. run where Bloodsoe was hurt, right. where it was Drogic and Gerald Green starting. And oh, man. What a great team. Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Maybe maybe we'll do that again this year. But we will talk about that another time. So next week we will wrap up our position breakdown with point guards, and then we will get into our full season preview kind of stuff, all the predictions of points, who's going to make the playoffs, all of that fun stuff. But we will be wrapping up this episode with a non-sports topic like we always do. And today Andrew Luck retired from the NFL. It was a huge surprise. The regular season starts in two weeks or so. Huge, huge surprise. Shout out to the man who needs no introduction but still gets the longest introduction possible, Josh, Josh Cranwetter, at Josh Cran on Twitter, the man who tried to order a margarita at a BJ's tonight but said he didn't want to because they're not very good, Josh Cranwetter. Follow him on Twitter. He is a huge Colts fan. He was distraught when he when the news came out. He sent me a tweet from Adam Schefter saying that this happened, and I looked to see if it was a parody account. I couldn't believe it. But it inspired our non-sports question this week. What is something that you retired from prematurely? I, I retired from, Brit, from being young too early. Oh, interesting. So uh, I've had that old man mentality since I was about eight years old been the get off my lawn old man for that long so um in all reality i can't even believe that andrew luck retired i know there was some talk i know when uh he had the injury and it seemed like all last year was that you know or there was all the talk about the weighted balls and that he couldn't actually throw football and all that kind of stuff but so it's kind of a bummer it is i mean i really like andrew luck he, he's a great player, seems like a good guy, really smart. It's it's a shame sometimes to see this, but, you know, he said this the game is mentally exhausting. I can only imagine, you know, so, you know, wish him all the best, definitely. I would say the thing I retired to prematurely from was playing the drums. Hmm. When I was in fifth grade, uh, I, I wanted to play drums really bad, and... I guess in my head I thought I was just going to get to play a whole drum set, but I got to play a snare drum and the xylophone, hmm. and I didn't really like either of those. I didn't realize that if I had waited a little bit longer, I could have played the full drum set. It worked out because I picked up bass and guitar, which I still play and still love, but I feel like I could have been decent at drums if I would have just stuck it out, but I also went to a school that was very, very, very small, and our band had like six people in it, our school band, and so playing the snare drum in there was very disheartening because it just sounded terrible all the time. So, That's rough. Yeah. I feel like if I would have stuck with drums, I could have actually been pretty good at it, but I didn't. I retired from playing drums when I was like 11 years old or however <laughs> you are in fifth grade. <laughs> um, so... I'm trying to think of, like, a real answer for me. That's <laughs> tough. Um, I will say that I retired from playing basketball too early. I wish I would have played in high school. Uh, I wish I would have played a little bit more in, like, middle school. Because uh, that would have that been fun. And I think that my high school team was garbage enough that it wouldn't have mattered if I sucked because it would have just been fun and it would have been very low pressure but uh yeah uh, you know i uh, high school wasn't 
I wish I would have. I wish I would have jumped into that, even though I thought I was too cool to do anything in high school, and I was not. So, um, basketball for sure. And another one I want to say, and it's embarrassing a little bit, but I feel like I retired Ooh. too early from making videos on YouTube. Oh. And this is not because I think that I could be. Uh, one of those cool, famous YouTubers, like, you know, uh, Logan Paul is my idol, and, uh, <laughs> England is your city. England is my city, and, you know, what's up? Uh, not because of that, but I just had a really fun time kind of learning how to edit on my own, and figuring out how to do stuff, and I made some silly, uh, I, I did some redubs, were what they were called, where oh. they would, uh, you would voice over, you would get, like, a show, like, and they did a lot with the anime and everything, and you would just cut out all the audio and just talk over it and do whatever and come up with your own script, and I thought that was a lot of fun. I didn't do that ever enough, and making just recording on a really crappy CRT TV and with, like, whatever re camera I had and recording video game stuff for... Just making whatever and just having fun. I wish I would have done that more and and never really stopped doing it and just practiced the editing and uh, that editing specifically more. And just so, but you time. had a YouTube channel. Oh yes, there are there Wait, are a were, lot of were videos. you were you Lonely Girl fifteen? <laughs> I was not Lonely Girl fifteen. <laughs> oh, you weren't. Oh, no, thought I figured it out. No, you you were close. Uh, I played a lot of Pokemon. I did competitive pokemon battling oh. and then i did a i did playthroughs i tried to oh mm. it, it was rough it was it's pretty rough stuff but uh it sounds like you retired at the right time i sometimes i think <laughs> i did but i probably i should have not done as much pokemon stuff and i had i had some <laughs> fighting game videos about stuff that had like thirty thousand views Oh, wow. So I should have kept on that, and instead I wanted to be a competitive Pokemon battler, so. Well, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I know, I know. It sounds like it was fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with us through the off season. I know it can get pretty difficult, but we're getting there. We are one week closer. So check back with us next week as we preview the point guard position. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SunnyandPHXPod. And until next time, go Suns.